hello and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have already overcome them, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Join us as we have different guests and topics that address what's going on in our world and culture from a biblical perspective to find and remind ourselves that greater is he on the inside of us than he that is in the world. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Greater Than Podcast. My name is Elijah Merle. Listen, I hope and pray that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We took a break last Wednesday just to, you know, guys are going and traveling and Thanksgiving is here. But we're back here on the Greater Than Podcast, and I hope uh, and pray that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We have a lot to be thankful for. Number one, we're saved. I mean, if you called on the name of the Lord, you are saved. You're born again. That's enough to shout about and to keep you happy throughout the rest of this life. And also we're thankful for our families and uh, aren't we so thankful for, for uh, the freedoms that are allowed to us. Obviously we're not in a a perfect country. If you live in the USA and uh, I know it's not a perfect country, but there are freedoms that are allowed to us that I am thankful for. And uh, bless God, we are going to use those freedoms to promote the preaching of the gospel. Amen. Uh, Thank you so much for everyone who's a part for being on this journey of greater than podcast with me. We just celebrated three years of GTP. November 19th marks the anniversary. And so it's been three years in 2019 when we originally clicked uh, record on the first ever episode of greater than podcast that was released um, on, let's see, it was released on SoundCloud being born again. What does it mean? That was the very first episode. And I'm just so thankful and honored and blessed for everyone who's been a part uh, you know, all the way back to the origins with Frankie helping us and editing uh, the podcast. I want to thank him and, and for, you know, without him, this podcast wouldn't have started for you, the listener who has been here uh, throughout. And, and uh, I know listeners change and seasons change, but I do want to thank you uh, for being a part. And also to all of our wonderful, the wonderful guests that have been on Greater Than Podcast. Thank you as well. Uh, I have a lot to be thankful for. And uh, so then it also marks three years of ministry for me because I consider the start date of my ministry of Merle Ministries International to be when we started Greater Than Podcast. So it all runs together. It all bleeds together in the most wonderful way. Uh, don't you love that term? It all bleeds together. All right, never mind. Let me stop. Uh, we're going to have a good time on this episode. You see the title. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Uh, let's pray. and We're going to jump right on in. Father God, thank you so much for this time this season. We ask, Father, for uh, words that would help us to grow up into you, into Christ, who is the head. That would bring us up to a higher level in you to understand what is you And what is not you? We ask for the opening of our eyes, our hearts, our minds to the things of the spirit. And we give you praise for all of this in Jesus name. Amen. All right, guys, here we go. Luke uh, 14, verse 25. Let's just jump right on in, man. Luke 14 and verse 25. Very, very popular uh, words here. But Jesus says, My spiritual father just did a message on this recently that you ought to check out on the series called Faithful to Finish. And uh, it's called Counting the Cost. You ought to look at it. You ought to listen to it. Uh, It'll challenge you now. But uh, that's what this particular episode is based upon is is just some things the Lord showed me while I was listening to this message in uh, Luke 14, 25 through 30. Let's go. Now, great multitudes went with him, him being Jesus. 
And he, Jesus, turned and said to them, if anyone comes to me and does not hate, man, I want you to underline, circle, or say out loud the word hate. Uh, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Whoever doesn't bear the cross, he says. Now, that's another episode. We're not we're, we're going to touch on one particular part of this, but we're going to read the whole context here. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he's able to finish it. Lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish all who see it begin to mock him, saying this man began to build and was not able to finish. Let's uh, zero in and hone in on what we're going to be uh, talking about on this particular episode. Verse 25 of Luke verse uh, Luke chapter 14. Now great multitudes went with him and he turned. You know, I love Jesus. Jesus is so gangster, man. Don't let anybody tell you different. Jesus is a gangster. Man, he sees a great multitude coming with him and he turned and he said, listen now. I love it. He's just warning them. He's letting them know. He's being straight up. He's being up front. He said, well, wait a minute now. If anyone comes to me and does not hate, there's that word again, say hate for me if you could. I know I I don't want you to feel like you're in church, right? You're listening to the podcast. Obviously, this is a a podcast that's about, you know, the things of God. And and it is a podcast where I am teaching some things uh, in the word by the help of the Holy Spirit, obviously, because you don't want just Elijah trying to put some verses together. That's going to be horrible for everybody. So I do realize that as well, but I don't want it to feel like a a Bible study in that sense. I want you to, to be able to relax and and to listen. But at the same time, I do think I want you to say that word again for me. Hate. He says, hate. If you come to me, you don't hate your father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters. Yes. Your own life. You can't be my disciple. This word hate means to detest. Well, that didn't help, did it? It means denounce. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Something to denounce something or someone less than someone else. To denounce someone or something less than someone or something else. It means to renounce one choice in favor of another. This word hate means to renounce one choice in favor of another. Now, here's what we got to remember. In Mark 7, 9 through 13, Jesus said this, all too well you reject the commandment of God that you keep that you may keep your tradition. Oh, that's a good message right there too. For Moses said, watch this part, honor your father and your mother and he who curses father and mother, let him be put to death. Or the I think it says, let him die the death. My goodness. But you say, if a man says to his father or mother, whatever, whatever profit you might have received from me is carbon, that is a gift to God. Whatever I'm giving you is actually a gift to God. That's another episode in and of itself. Then you no longer let him do anything for his father or his mother. Watch this. Making the word of God of none effect through your tradition, which you've handed down. And many such things you do. What he's saying here is that you guys say honor your father and mother, but you won't allow people to do it in action. 
You want to you want the people that would give the gift to their parents to give it to the synagogue, to give it to your uh, organization, to give it to your thing. So apparently, obviously, Jesus is not saying he is not uh, advocating that we stop honoring our parents in, in what he's saying with hate. That's what I'm that's the point I'm trying to get across. Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, you, you know this. Any, any, any good child, any good kid that was that grew up in a parent's house that was a household that believed in the Bible, you know this verse. You, I know you know this. Children, obey your parents. Watch this part though, in the Lord. Stop. stop. You know, in Ephesians, it says a lot about in the Lord. Remember, the Bible says in Ephesians, be strong, watch this now, in the Lord. It's the same wordage. He's saying, uh, you, you, you obey your parents. Watch this part in the Lord. Oh, that's another. Ooh, that's good there. That's a little extra. I won't charge you for that one. That's the less, that's some of that sauce on the side. You understand? Uh, he said, uh, obey your parents, but watch this part. Now I didn't just say obey the parents. It said, obey your parents. Here it is in the Lord. In other words, there's a divine ability and enablement to obey your parents as a child. For this is right, he goes on to say, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with you, that you may live long on the earth. Now, um, first Timothy five, eight says this, but if anyone talking about providing for your family, but if anyone does not provide for his own and especially for those of his household, watch what he says. He's denied the faith and he's worse than an unbeliever. Jesus said to hate your family, though. What is going on? We're balancing it out. I'm showing you that there are verses that may seem like they contradict. And then we're going to look at it and see that it's not contradicting at all. But let's let's read the same verse in the Amplified. I like the Amplified on this a lot. He says that anyone who fails to provide for his relatives and especially for those of his own family, he has disowned the faith. Watch this. I love this by failing to accompany it with fruits. That's what he said. He disowned the faith by failing to accompany it with fruits and is worse than an unbeliever who performs his obligation in these matters. You know, first John three, 14 through 15. This is, I know this verse is going to make some people confused. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever, watch this one. Oh my goodness. Whoever hates his brother. That is the same Greek word that Jesus used to say, if anyone comes to me and does not hate. But he says here in John, whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. The Jesus said in Luke 14, 26, though, if anyone comes to me and does not hate, same Greek word, his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, in his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Well, which one is it? Well, Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 8 says this. Oh, I love the Bible. Ecclesiastes 3 and 8 says this in the first part, part A of the verse. There's a time to love and a time to hate. I'm pausing for effect. Let's break down this, this word in, in uh, Luke 14, verse 26. He says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate 
That word hate, we talked about it a little bit. I want to, uh, but I didn't share all of what that word meant because I wanted to build it up to this moment here to begin to uh, dig in deeper in, in, into uh, some of these things. You can literally translate it like this, and this would be a good best translation of this verse. If anyone comes to me and does not hate, all right, now let's put this word hate, let's do like, um, uh, Sesame street would do with a, with a particular letter or my favorite was between the lines, what they would do with, let's say, uh, e, uh, the word was E or whatever. And they took the E out and the whole program was focused upon the E sound, right? So that's what we're going to do. We're, we're going to take this word hate. We're taking it out of the scripture. So if you're looking at your Bible, I want you to imagine, or if you're driving on the road, I want you to imagine this word hate in the Bible. I want you to see a Bible, the word hate, and I want you to highlight it with a yellow highlighter, the word hate, and watch. I want you to see this, this hand go down and grab that word hate and pull it out. And we're going to put that word right back when we're done. You understand? Oh man, I tell you, I like that imagery myself. That's what we're going to do. That's so this word hate. So what are we doing? You see that hand? I can see it. I see it in my mind's eye. We're taking that hand and we're grabbing that word hate out of the page. And that's what the whole podcast is about uh, on this particular episode. If anyone comes to me and does not hate, hate. So we're pulling that out. This word hate, you can literally, this would be the best way to translate this verse. If anyone comes to me, here it is, and does not love less his father and mother and wife and children and brother, and yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. This word hate, you could translate it love less. If you come to me and you do not love less, your father, your mother, that's what it means. Love less. You know, the Bible says, remember Jacob, uh, Jacob had two wives. Remember he, he got tricked the first one. He understand. And, uh, he, he, he ended up with, with, with Leah. Now the Bible says Leah just had a good personality. <laughs> Some people believe that Leah was out. That really what that means. when Leah was out here cross-eyed. Golly. Leah, if the Bible takes out time, just say, I mean, you know, if the Bible's trying to be nice, you know, you know how people try to be nice with somebody, you know, you, you know, you think that person ain't that good looking, you know, you think they ugly, but you're trying to be nice though. That's the Bible. That's what the Bible was doing. The Bible knew Leah was ugly. Well, the Bible was trying to be nice though. It said, well, you know, she had a great personality. <laughs> this woman's cross-eyed. This is what some people believe that she was cross-eyed. But then there's Rachel. Oh, the Bible says Rachel. See, but see, that's what lets me know because the Bible goes out of its way to say, oh, now Rachel, she's beautiful now. That's how I know Leah was out here looking some kind of way. Because the Bible takes out extra time to let you know Rachel was out here. But what did the Bible say about the about these two? What, what did the Bible say about, about these women? It said that Jacob loved Rachel and hated Leah. That word hated doesn't mean that he wanted to kill her, right? Because if this is the world, if this is the things of the world and how the world operates, then what you do is you, you, you get Leah out of the way. You understand what I'm saying? But no, that's not what that word hate means. Here's what you could say. Jacob loved Rachel and Jacob loved Leah less. 
That's the same kind of wordage that Jesus uses here. If you're going to come to me, if you're going to be my disciple, you have to love everyone less. That word means love less. It, you, it literally means elevating one value over another. Now let's dig into it. Now we're going into some things that the Lord showed me while my spiritual father was communicating this message. Romans 9 verse 13. We were just talking about Jacob. Let's talk about this from God's perspective. As it is written, Jake, this is God talking. This is, this is uh, Paul quoting God. Jacob, I have loved, watch this, but Esau, I have hated. God did not hate Esau in the conventional sense of how you and I would, would, would use that word or would, would know uh, the word to mean, right? In fact, he prospered Esau. He favored Esau. We see it and you can read it for yourself. We won't go turn there for a sake of time. But Genesis 27, 38 uh, through 38 through, uh, excuse me, let me start, start that over. Genesis chapter 28, 38 through uh, 40. I said that wrong again. Let me back up one more time. We got it this time, y'all. I'm excited. I know where I'm going. Genesis chapter 27, verses 38 through 40 tell us this. Esau also received earthly blessings. He testified himself in Genesis 33 and verse nine. Remember, this is when Esau says, I have abundance. I've got, I've got enough. I have abundance. But Jacob says, I have all. We did a podcast called The State Called Content, where we talked about these things. However, God's favor and blessing upon Jacob's life was so uh, extensive that, watch this, by comparison, you could argue that Esau would appear to be hated. Notice this, by comparison. That's what Jesus is saying. By comparison to your family to uh, any, any one of your close circle, your relatives, by comparison, you should love me more. You should love them less and love me more. Godly. This is good stuff, man. That's what we see in Esau. Esau was blessed. Esau was prosperous. Esau was favored. But it, by comparison, Esau would appear to be hated. When you compare Jacob to Esau, it would appear that he was hated. But we know that God's not meaning in a, he's not saying, God doesn't have one hate bone in his body, if that makes sense, in terms of uh, the hatred of the flesh, right? There is a th such a thing as uh, uh, godly indignation and things of that nature. I'm, I'm talking about the world's way of saying and viewing hate. God is love, right? But let me say, let me say it like this though. You know, this word hate is the same Greek word with what we just read with Jesus in Luke 14. So what is it? What can, we could read it like this. Jacob, I've loved, but Esau, watch this. I loved less. That's what we can say. You wouldn't be off. You wouldn't be uh, doing a disservice to the scriptures to say it that way. This word hate, like we said, it means to love less, but also, oh my goodness, this is good. But also this word means, watch this now, esteem less. So you can say it like this, 
I preferred Jacob to Esau. You can say it like this. I loved Jacob, but I loved Esau less. You can say it like this. I loved Jacob, but I esteemed Esau less. Genesis 25, 29 through 34 tells us, I believe, exactly why God preferred Jacob to Esau. Now, Jacob cooked the stew and Esau came in from the field and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, please feed me with some of that red stew. It's smelling good for I am weary. Therefore, his name was called Edom. And we see Edom, the nation of Edom all throughout scripture. But Jacob said, sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, look, I'm about to die, playboy. So what is this birthright to me? What is he doing? Well, let's keep reading and and it'll tell us what Esau is doing. Then Jacob said, swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank and arose and went his way. Here's what Esau did. Thus Esau, what did he do? Despise his birthright. He despised his birthright. This word despise means to disesteem. It means to disesteem. You know, this, you know, this Hebrew word pops up in another one of my favorite verses in all of the Bible. First Samuel two and verse 30. It says, why did, why did God prefer Jacob to Esau for I believe first Samuel two thirty gives us the answer. Therefore, the Lord God of Israel says, I said, indeed, that your house, he's talking to the, the priest, uh, Eli, and we're going to look at the context. We're going to back up to the previous verse to get some more context. Therefore, the Lord God of Israel says, I said, indeed, that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, far be it from me. Here we go. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. I believe that God loved Jacob because he honored the birthright. Now, Jacob, you know, here's the thing, man. I can't can't condone what Jacob's doing here, man. Jacob went about this the wrong way. A hundred percent, any way you slice it. And Jacob, he, he did he not get some of this back? Did he not reap some of the things that he sowed? I'm telling you, if you look at the life of Jacob, he sure did reap on the things that he has sown. He did. But here's what you can't, you can't argue the fact that Jacob had, a, had more reverence and honor and respect for the birthright than his brother did. You can't argue that. You can't argue that. And therefore he was honored. God loved Jacob because he honored the birthright. But watch this part. He hated or esteemed less Esau. Watch this. Because he despised the birthright. He he disesteemed the birthright. But I want you to look at the context of 1 Samuel 2 and verse 30. Let's back up to verse 29 and look at the context here. Why? He's talking to the priest, Eli. 
Why do you kick at my sacrifice and my offering, which I've commanded in my dwelling place? Watch this part. And why do you honor your sons more, more, more? Here it is. This is the same language. This is the same type of language. What Jesus is talking about, you, 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 you're supposed to love them less. You're supposed to honor them. Yes, you honor your father and mother, but you don't honor them more than me is what God says to him. Because we understand that the priest, the priest Eli's sons were, they were having sexual relations with the women that would come uh, to the temple in, in God's house. I mean, they were just doing it, man, getting, getting fucky out here doing it. I'm telling you, man, they're doing this in, in, in the house of God. They're, they're drinking the, and, and eating of the things that belong to God, the sacrifices. They were telling people, man, you bring us something better the next time, man. That was, that was, you know, that was, I think I'd give that a, a, a six. Y'all could do better than that. I mean, they're doing things that are, and the priest Eli would not confront them, would not correct them, would not hate them. That word hate, what we're just saying is he, they, he didn't love them less. He loved them more. And this is shown to us that he never changed his attitude. It's shown to us and revealed to us when the news comes to the priest that the, the Philistines, I believe it was, I, didn't, I don't have it on my notes. I'm going off of what I can remember. You can look it up for yourself and I can encourage you to do so that the Philistines took the ark of God and the, the priest Eli heard these two things. Number one, they took the uh, ark of God, right? Number two, your sons are dead. Now, when he heard that his sons had died, the Bible says that he was, he had gotten fat. He was fat at that point. And the Bible says when he heard his sons died, not when he heard the ark of the Lord was taken, but when he heard that his sons died, great sorrow came on him. He fell back on his chair, fell down and broke his neck. What triggered the response? It wasn't the things of God. It was his sons. You see, the Bible says that an unjust scale and weight is an abomination to the Lord. His priorities were all wrong. He didn't even, he, the thing that caused him to fall back off of his chair was not the fact that the presence of God was, had been taken away and stolen. The thing that caused him to fall back of his chair was that his kids died and that his kids were killed. And like I said, now this is a sobering thing, right? I mean, obviously, obviously a father's going to respond that way with his children. But here's the thing. If we are going to be disciples and we're going to go to that next level, we have got to love his things more. The King James says, you honor your sons above me. You see, either God's number one in our lives or he's not. And I'm not saying that there won't be times where we in the past where we have missed it in these areas. There's mercy and there's grace. Don't get it twisted. We're still in the dispensation of grace. But if we want to go to the next level in God, it's going to require it requires sacrifice. It requires Put, making sure that our priorities are straight. And here's the thing. When you make God the priority, he makes your things his priority. He does. If we will honor him, he 
will honor us. I know these are, this isn't a, a podcast episode that makes you want to run around and jump, but if you put some of these things into the practice, you'll be jumping and screaming and hollering later for joy. Jesus said in Matthew, Matthew's account of some of these same uh, wordage in Luke, uh, he says in Matthew 10, 37, he who loves father or mother more than me. That's what he said that happened with uh, the priest uh, Eli. You honor your sons more than me. He says, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Wow, what strong wordage. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Let's go back to this word hate. Like I said, we, we pulled the word hate out. That's what the whole program, whole podcast episode is about. Let's look at Luke 14, 26 again. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brother and sister, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. This word hate, it means elevating one value over another. It means to love less. It means to esteem less. Here's my question for the pot. I hadn't even done points on this one, right? I'm almost done too. And I, we haven't done any points. I just have a question. Who do you hate? Like who, who are we called to hate? Well, he said brother and sister and I, well, yeah, that's what he's saying. And, and we understand that. Like I said, we see some, we see examples with the priests, Eli and, and things of that nature, but I believe there's something even deeper here that we can't, we can't miss. We can't overlook. Cause we can make this, you can make this into a argument about, well, you know, they don't just, they don't, my brothers and sisters, they don't appreciate me. You know, Jesus said just to, 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 to hate them all together. And all the while your brothers and sisters are actually trying to help you. Cause you be a dumb, you understand? So I think, I think there's something more here that we need to, to draw out of the text. I believe there's something more here that we are to see. It's not just generally hating, right? Valuing less or, or loving less. Well, obviously what he's talking about is loving his things, loving Jesus, loving the things that have to do with the kingdom more. He's not talking about loving your opinion more. You understand? But I believe that there's something deeper that we need to draw out of here. He says to hate him. Here's my question. Who do you and I, who do you and I hate? Who, who do we hate? Who do we love less? How, how, how do we do this? What's the practical way of looking at this? Ecclesiastes says there's a time to love and there's a time to hate. Who, who do you, who, who are you and I called to hate? Well, Ephesians 5, 1 says that we are to be imitators of God as dear children. So I believe that you and I would be safe to hate the way that God hates. Does that make sense? I believe that we would be safe in hating the way God hates. Here's my question. And you should already know the answer to this. Who did God hate? Well, we, re we, we read it earlier. I, I could hear some of y'all responding to me because, you know, because we read it. Romans 9, verse 13, as it is written, Jacob, I have loved, but Esau, I have hated. Here, here you go. What, who do we hate? Here's who you hate. You and I are called to hate, to love less, to esteem less anyone who despises the things of God. 
not just unbelievers too now. I'm not just talking about unbelievers, but anyone who despises what God assigned you and I to do. Listen, that's 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 good stuff right there. This is what, like I said, it all you know how you know how God reveals something to you, and and it takes you a while to type it all out and to put all the scriptures together. But when He revealed it to you, it all just happened in a flash. That's how it happened for me listening to my spiritual father. Like all, I saw all of this all while He was speaking. He didn't He didn't touch on He didn't go to Esau. He didn't go to all that. You can listen to that message. Count the cost. Some of y'all who listen to this podcast, you already heard it. You were there in the service, right? But it all just hit me in a flash. There it is. That's who he's talking about. He's talking about you and I are called to, watch this, you and I are called to love less. You and I are called to esteem less. Anyone who esteems less the things of God. In other words, those who despise him, to us, they should be lightly esteemed. We're not talking about hating them. We're not talking about in the sense of trying to hurt them, trying to bring harm, trying to slander them, anything like that. No, then we're wrong. Then we're missing it. Let me say it like this. Then the love of God doesn't abide in us. If that's what ooh, you saw how we did that. Oh, that was smooth, too. No, no, no. Here's what we do. Here's what you and I are called to do. You and I are called to get to a point where watch this, though. There are those those people who despise the things of God. Their opinion, we love less. Their slander, we esteem less. Their opinions, we esteem less. Why? Because they don't even value. Now, listen, I'm talking about, I believe this applies to the will of God. What God has called you and I to do as well. In following Jesus and fulfill and endeavoring to fulfill the will by the power of the Holy Spirit. If anyone, I don't care who they are, I don't care if they're in the same camp, same church, I don't care who I don't care if they're brother, sister, like Jesus said, I don't care. If anyone despises what God called you you to do, God, if anyone despises it, you are called to love them less. Because he said you are to hate them. Well, how do, who do we hate? We hate who God hates. Who did God hate? God hated, loved less, esteemed less Esau. Why? Because Esau loved less and esteemed less the things of God. In other words, you and I are called to love less, to esteem less anyone who despises the things of God. And I believe this applies not only to unbelievers, obviously, because they, they're, they're obviously going to do it. But it applies to believers. Esau, in the grand scheme of things, Esau was a part of the quote unquote believers. You, you know what I mean? The, the Jewish, the Jewish people. He was a part of it. He was in Eli, the Bible. Jesus, God said, God said that I called that your family would walk before me forever. They they were in the family. They were they were in. Right. But they didn't esteem. See, because I think a lot of times we just we. Yeah, that's right. Brothers and sisters that don't believe. And this is true. Obviously, we're not discounting that there are people who their family has disowned them because they believe in Christ. There are people, their families trying to kill them because they believe in Christ. We're not discounting that. But I don't believe that that's the only application for this verse. You understand? I don't believe that that's the only application. I believe that this applies. Like I said, Esau, that's someone who is a part of the lineage of Abraham, right? 
Eli. He was a part of the lineage of the priests that were supposed to walk before God forever. I don't believe that this is just limited to people who have no covenant, to people who are unbelievers. You understand? Matthew 12, 46 through 50. Is this making sense? I hope that the spirit of God is able to paint a picture uh, in your heart and mind that beyond what I could. Uh, Matthew 12, 46 through 50. Jesus is, is talking to the multitude and his mother and brothers stood outside seeking to speak with him. And he goes on to say, and they go on, someone came up to him and said, Hey, look, you know, Jesus is preaching, right? Imagine this man, Jesus is preaching. And, and somebody comes up to him, interrupts his speaking and say, Hey, 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 Jesus, Hey, your mother and your brothers are standing outside. They, they're wanting to speak with you. And then Jesus answered, he said, and he told the one who told him, uh, who is my mother? And who are my brothers? And Jesus stretched out his hand towards his disciples, those who followed him, who left all and followed him. And he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does, here it is, for whoever does the will of, the, of my father in heaven is my brother. Watch, he, watch this, my sister. He adds sister here. He didn't initially say sister in the beginning. He adds it here. I think that that's a point that you don't need to overlook. He adds sister. Whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Yes, you and I, we are called to show respect and honor to our parents and to those over us and, and to everyone. Uh, but we do not negate our duty to God out of respect to anyone. Come on now. Like I said, this isn't a, a, a podcast episode that's going to make you shout necessarily. But if you put, put it into practice, you'll see some results in your life. Uh, First Kings talks about Solomon. First Kings chapter two. I'm going to just give you the reference for time's sake. And um, Solomon's older brother is out to kill him. And so what he does is he sends his uh, his mother, uh, Solomon's mother, Bathsheba, to talk to Sol to talk Solomon into you know an arranged marriage you know some Game of Thrones House of the Dragon type stuff y'all listen y'all act like y'all ain't been well y'all know y'all watching that stuff y'all know exactly what I'm talking about don't be acting all holier than thou and so he's trying to get him to an arranged marriage and what does the king do when his mother comes in the Bible says that he bowed himself to her he's the king. He bowed himself to her and got her a, a throne. It didn't just say a seat. It said he got her. He had them bring a whole actual another throne in there. He didn't. It's not one of them, you know, foldable chairs. He didn't. He didn't get out the foldable. Nah, he got out that that premium. I'm talking about that nice throne for his mom to sit on. He said, all right, mom, what's what's up? And his mom said, listen, I'm going to tell you something and don't say no. And he's like, yeah, bet. I, I, I got you. And then she says it about the arranged marriage. And he says, nah, I can't do that. Now, why did Solomon say no? Because remember, Solomon asked for wisdom. The wisdom of God had kicked in in his life. And so although he said, I'm not going to tell you no, that wisdom of God rose up on the inside of him. And he said, nah, we can't, we ain't doing that. Well, why don't you just, why don't he said, well, how come you don't just ask to, for me to, to, to fall on the sword, so to speak, to commit suicide or something like that. Like I said, you look it up for yourself. First Kings chapter uh, two, 19 through 24. And so what he ends up doing is he has homeboy, his older brother, he has his older brother killed. 
Homie puts out a hit. He said, listen, he's out of here. It's like that episode. It was going around of House of Dragon. Like I said, maybe you look at it, maybe you don't, whatever. But I saw the clips on YouTube. You know how stuff goes viral. Where that guy was talking junk about that one girl, right? And he was talking junk about her. And the next thing you know, homie was dead. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to spoil it in case you didn't see it. Because I got spoiled. I'm not going to watch it. But I got spoiled because I saw it on the internet. And so... Now listen, just because listen, just because I said I wasn't gonna watch it, you know, don't 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 hit me with that. Oh, he's trying to act holier than now. No, nah, man, listen, I I be watching carnal stuff. You understand? Uh, you know, there's there's some lines that I won't cross. We're going back to this is a whole other podcast right here. But I felt I felt impressed to let you know everything I watch though ain't, ain't scriptural. You understand? I don't every and no, I don't care who you are. Not everything that they watch is scriptural because a lot of my favorites in the faith they be looking at John Wayne movies. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on now. So anyway, he puts out a hit and the man's dead. Now, why, why do I bring this up? Here's the thing I want to say. Here's what you got to remember. You and I can disagree with our relatives and tell them no on some things. All the while with the spirit of humility and honor. When Jesus says to love them less, he did not tell you to dishonor them. He did not tell you to go up on the pulpit and call out your mom and dad. He did not tell you to post on Facebook subliminally about your your brother and sister. He didn't tell you to do that. You and I can disagree without being disagreeable. You and I can get to a place where we say, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I've seen it, man. Oh, I could tell you a story or two. I've seen it in my life where people have dishonored and devalued brothers, people that I consider brothers and sisters in the Lord. Totally dishonored and disvalued what the Lord called me to do and dishonored and disvalued what the Lord put me over. Now I've got a choice. He said, Jacob, I loved Esau. I hate it. I love them less. So then we've got, because if, if anyone, I don't care who they are, if they devalue what the Lord told you to do, I don't care if they're trying to do it and, and trying to quote unquote correct you and the spirit is wrong. If anybody despises what God put in charge, you in charge of, I'm talking what he legitimately did. I'm not talking about something you thought you had some cold pizza and you had a dream and the, oh, I'm going to do this. No, I'm talking about something you know on the inside that you were called to do and they despise it. You got to cut it off. You got to cut it off. You got to, you got to, you got to go your separate ways because if you stay in that camp, if you stay in that attitude, you're going to end up just like what Solomon said. Well, how well, why don't I just uh, let me look it up. How exactly? How did he say it? Cause I think that's, there's something on that. There's an unction on that. He said, uh, let me look it up here for a second. Let me see here. Yeah, that's what he said. Why? That's how he said it. Here we go. Why don't you ask him for him? Why don't you ask for him, his older brother, Solomon's talking? Why don't you ask for him the kingdom also? Why don't you just ask for him to get the whole? Because that's what's going to happen. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to take his whole kingdom. In other words, if you're going to let somebody talk you out of what God, once again, let me put the emphasis on this, what you know 
God told you to do. Jesus said the person who does the will, who hears and who acts on the will of God, that's who are my mother, my brother, my sister. You understand? But if anybody devalues it, that is who you are called to hate, to love less. You do to them exactly how God would do. Anyone who honors him, he honors. Anyone who despises him, he lightly esteems. That's how it is for you and I. Our brothers and sisters that we're called to do life with, if they honor the things that God told you to do, that I'm not talking about what you might, yeah, I think he know what you know he told you to do. If they dishonor that, then what are you called to do? You do exactly what God said. You lightly esteem that person. Now, this, like I said, this isn't making us run around the room, but there is a promise that we were told. Oh, there's a promise. I got to end it with this promise. It's the last verse. Mark 10, 28 through 30. Peter began to say to Jesus, we've left all and followed you. Jesus answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house, brothers, sisters, father, mother, wife, children or lands for my sake. Like I said, we're not just talking about some random thing. You just left because you were offended. No, you're hating your brother because you offended with him. No, you got to, you got to check that. You got to make sure the love of God is, is you're yielding to the love of God that's been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. We're not talking about that. We're talking about for my sake and the gospels. That's the person who will receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, and children, and lands with persecutions. That's what I call that the plus tax. And in the age to come, eternal life. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what's promised to you and I. When you forsake, when you hate brother, sister, houses, lands, your own comfort, Jesus said that that is who that's the one who, who qualifies for a hundredfold. Not everybody qualifies for the hundredfold return. You know, we're just believing God for the hundredfold return. Well, what have you left lately? Oh, that's another episode. What am I saying? Let's put that word hate right back. As we said, we were going to do. Jesus said in Luke 14 in verse number 26, if anyone comes to me and does not hate, love less, value me more than another esteem less his brother, his sister, his wife and children in his own life. He cannot be my disciple. Here's my charge to you. There's a time to love and there's a time to hate. You and I are called to hate like God hates. We imitate God. Who did God hate? God hated. He loved Jacob, but he hated Esau. Anyone who dishonors and disesteems the things that God has told you to do that you know that he told you to do. That is who you hate. You do this. You do first Samuel two thirty. If they despise it, you despise them. You lightly esteem them. You can love them. You can love them from afar, but you don't allow family members. You don't allow quote unquote brothers and sisters to talk you out of what thus saith the Lord. Let me pray for you. Father God, thank you so much for each and every person who took out time to listen to this podcast today. Lord, I thank you for helping us and, and showing us, Father, identifying in our lives those that we are called 
to love and those we are called to hate, to love less, to esteem less. Father, I pray that my my heart and, and was right and the spirit of it came across in a way that encouraged each and every listener. Father, we make the, the charge and we make the commitment that we honor you and your things above everything else. And we ask that you as 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 you work, as we work these things out, we say, we say we're confident that you will work in to help us to be disciples. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys so much. Thank you for being a part of GTP today. Uh, listen, we're looking forward to these, these holidays. We're looking forward to Christmas right around the corner. Good things are happening in our lives. My name is Elijah Merle. Don't you ever forget this now. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening to the Greater Than Podcast. To find out more, visit our website at merleministries.com.